Hey, welcome back to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast. And today I am going to be sharing with you a conversation that I had with truly one of the most interesting people that I have ever met and someone who I really feel is one of those kindred spirits because her journey is very, very similar to mine. So what we're going to be talking about today is health, right? So if you have any health issues, if you are one of them that keep on getting the runaround with the doctor, just know this conversation is going to help you feel like you are not alone and might even give you a little bit of ideas of what to do and, you know, what to do next, you know? So if you know me, you know that I've had a lot of these um, health issues as well. Started off with my seizures and a whole bunch of things, right? So talking with Chelsea today, I was able to learn maybe there's a lot more to these health issues than meets the eye, and then also giving me some ideas too on what to do about it. So hopefully, you know, you will get some ideas too that can really help you on your health journey. And remember too, your body is a conduit for spirit. So any kind of intuitive hit, spiritual connection that you're wanting to have, we really have to take care of our bodies because that is the vessel in which we use to contact you know, the spiritual side, or even just to have really good intuition, we have to make sure that our body is okay. And if you're anything like me, and you just like love the spiritual world, right, you just absolutely love, you know, maybe you love tarot cards and oracle cards, or you're drawn to it, maybe you like psychic and mediumship, or maybe you just love to meditate and, you know, be in that woohoo world, you know, that is amazing. That is awesome. That's what I love to do. But people that are like that, really need to embrace our body more. They need to embrace their physical self a little bit more. And it might be a reason why that we're having health issues, especially if you're an empath too, you know, this might help out this conversation. So just to let you know, Chelsea is amazing, like I just said, but she's also a board certified holistic practitioner and practicing mind, body, functional medicine. Okay. And she helps people especially women with chronic skin, weight, and health issues to feel comfortable in their bodies by helping them get to the root cause. And I think that is the key, right? The root cause, you know what I mean? Not just going to, you know, throw medication at it or ideas, you know, or, you know, maybe this will help, you know what I mean? But she really tries to help women get to the root cause. And oftentimes she finds that trauma and health effects come with it. And what she really does help you do is make profound health changes that you didn't even know were possible. So we're going to dive into things like Ayurveda. We're going to dive into things like the vegan diet. We're also going to be talking about autoimmune disorders. And it's really funny because I was um, doing a vegan diet when I talked to her, but I'm not sure now. I'm I'm allowing seafood and cheese into my diet. My body seems to be doing okay on that, but I guess that we will see, right? So I hope that you absolutely love this conversation conversation. And you know what? I'm just going to get started. Let's dive in to talking with me and Chelsea. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you here. Same. Thank you for having me. Yes. So I feel like you are definitely a person that is very multi-talented. So what, tell us a little bit about you so we can get to know you a little bit. Sure. So there's a lot to tell, tell. but I'll start here. (laughs) So I am a board certified holistic practitioner. I practice functional health. I help mostly women with chronic skin weight, skin weight and health issues feel more comfortable in their bodies. 
I do that through nutrition, homotoxicology, functional health. I even work with the unconscious mind because there has been a many studies about the very direct and measurable link between traumatic events, early childhood events, and chronic health issues. So yes, I'm very evidence-based and very science-based. And I think part of being evidence-based and being science-based is seeing what works and going with it. Oh yeah. Well, what made you get into this? Where did your journey begin? It began with my own health issues for sure. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, I've recovered from, I've had and recovered from things that most people don't experience even one of them in their life. So I, when I was seven, I had my first seizure and yeah, very scary for my mom. I remember that entire incident, but we went to the doctor and they did epilepsy tests and sleep studies. And when those came back normal, they essentially patted me on the head and sent me home. And they was like, well, there you go. And we were like, okay, but I'm still having seizures. Like what? Like, really? Did they, you just did they put you on a lot anymore? of medication? Oh, we go ahead. No. Yeah. No medication. They were oh. just like, well, we don't know what it is. Might not happen again. Not epilepsy. Yeah. It was really strange. They just seemed to when it, when nothing came back on a test, they were just like, even though serious, like seizures are kind of a serious thing, you know, like, yes, I'm, I'm to this day kind of shocked that they never even like followed up about like medication or anything like that. I think my mom might've not wanted me to be on any medications either though, but mm. so that happened. That went from when I was seven to when I was 18. Wow. And, you had them for that yeah. long. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were, they wouldn't. Okay. So I had about eight between seven and 18, I would have had many more if I wasn't taking care of it in the way that I was. We ended up correlating it to blood sugar. My grandma figured that out. So I was on a very low glycemic diet, absolutely no sugar, no fruit, like no carbs hardly except for really complex carbs, which is just like impossible for an 11 year old or a teenager or anything, you know what I mean? So it was, and I felt, awful all the time like I was anemic I had really weird periods I would go like six months without having a period once I got them you know uh I looked awful I had acne the whole shebang and then when I was 18 I actually started having gastrointestinal stuff so I I remember even there was a point where I looked like I was pregnant and it just wouldn't go away it was just hard and distended all the time so I went to Target because I was just I was 18 I was like just convinced that I was pregnant so I went and got a pregnancy test and I actually even did it in the bathroom and it was like no I'm not pregnant so what is it I did an elimination diet and eliminated gluten and I never had another seizure again I ended up figuring out that it was actually an autoimmune issue with the gluten so some form of celiacs I did not need the doctor to confirm that by making me eat gluten for months on end and then testing how perforated my gut was, (laughs) but my body was reacting in an autoimmune fashion via my pancreas to gluten. So there was that. Yeah. 
And I want to tell everyone, because we talked about it just a minute ago, too. I feel like another reason why that I was so drawn to you is because, you know, I started having my seizures at 30 years old, and they ended up just throwing a lot of medication my way, maxed me out on medication. However, I still kept on having the seizures. And then I kind of did a little bit of the elimination diet. Basically, I just started eating, I went on a juice fast, you know what I mean? Fruits and veggies and things like that. And I, you know, reset my taste buds. And then I started having less and less seizures with my new, you know, healthier diet. But I just feel like we're, I don't know, kindred spirits, because then I found out that later on that I have Crohn's, you know, later on a few years later. And, but the thing is, I don't have celiacs. The doctor says I don't have celiacs. However, if I eat gluten, I can feel it. I can tell you if a food has gluten in it just by the way that it responds to my body. So I absolutely love how you're saying that, you know, you didn't need a doctor to confirm because you listen to your own body. Yeah. And that's absolutely. exactly, yeah, I feel like, um, you know, so oftentimes we're just searching for like a diagnosis, but sometimes it's like, if we just tune in with ourselves, you know, process of elimination, like how, how do you think that um, someone listening can really see what's wrong with them? How could they either tune in or maybe see if maybe an ailment that they're going through is caused by, you know, maybe something that they're eating? Hmm. You know, there are a few different ways to do that. There are some longer ways and some shorter ways, <laughs> which gets into somewhat of my next point, but there is the elimination diet. Um, a Western practitioner, I heard this from a client actually once that she was like, oh, I think I might maybe have some food sensitivities. And the Western doctor was like, oh, well, that's gonna take years to figure out. It's gonna be a really long process. And then he, so he just didn't wanna do it. Wow. And it would take some time you know, there are things like the GAPS diet, which is where you're supposed to eliminate a bunch of stuff and heal your gut and then add them back in slowly. I prefer an IgG test, which is an antibody test where you can usually do them at home. And don't know how much I like the Everlywell one. The one that I do is through Great Plains. It is, yeah, it, I, it's very, very accurate in my experience and the Everlywell one, I've seen it come up with a lot of sensitivities that didn't seem to actually affect my client that did the Everlywell one. Anyway, that's kind of just an aside, but you know, I don't have that much experience with them. But anyway, so that could be a little bit quicker. And Yeah, I mean, just listen to your body. There are a lot of different ways to evaluate your body to figure out what the right diet is for you. It's usually a combination of a lot of different modalities like Ayurveda, evaluating Mm -hmm. your emotional constitution and how it affects your digestion and helping support your digestion based on what's going on with you mentally and emotionally. I mean, it's very science-based, like the Vata type having to do, they're usually like a little bit in their head. They tend a little bit toward anxiety. And so the things that are best for them to eat are viscous warming foods, like soups, um, stews, lentils, oatmeals that already have some moisture in them because vata types being kind of up in their head and 
being more prone to fight or flight, all their energy is out in their limbs. So they're not making enough gastric juices. So they need a little bit of help in the digestion process. So raw foods aren't that great for them. That'll actually probably make their skin really dry and give them the stomach ache. Uh, people who are more pitta, which is where they're very, they're go-getters, they're really fiery. They're very like into creation, you know, raw foods are great for them because they need to be cooled down a little bit and they have really great digestion. So, you know, there's stuff like that. And Do you have like a link where we could go and learn like which one that we are or anything like that? Or would you be able to um, provide me one so I can put in the show notes? Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything that I put together myself. I do, I like Sahara Rose yes. for an Ayurvedic practitioner. She has some quizzes where you can evaluate yourself. It's good to keep in mind that there's normally a couple of different, I mean, we have all of the doshas, but there's usually a couple different ones kind of overlapping. So that's a place to start. There's also the blood type diet. If you know your blood type, like I'm an O blood type. So I do much better with protein and vegetables. So protein, animal protein is a very clean source of energy for me. Zero inflammation when I eat animal protein and vegetables. I do not do well with carbs. I do not do well with grains. So <laughs> lo and behold. Um, so yeah, usually it's usually kind of a combination of those things. And when we get onto a diet like that, that's paying attention to our constitution, then we can start to see the little things like, oh, when I eat garlic, I burp, or I get bloated when I eat corn or, then like clearing out all the bullshit, <laughs> then you can start yes. to notice the little things. So wow, that would be my really long answer to that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really, it's a really good answer. And it's so funny too, because I've heard about, you know, the doshas and I've read on them, but I swear I, I'm the psychic over here, but you just rattled off like all of my symptoms on that very first one that you were explaining, like, you know, the low stomach acid and, you know, the dry skin and things like that. That is 100% me. And I've been trying, you know, to remedy the situation, you know, like not drinking while I'm eating and things like that. Cause I don't want to dilute, you know, my stomach acid. Cause I know that I don't have much. So you just like explained me within one sentence and that's so incredible. Um, so thank you, by the way, for, you know, um, referencing out um, Sahara, Sahara Rose, that's her name, right? Yeah. yeah. Because mm -hmm. I'll keep her put information in there along, of course, with your information too, but we're going to get more into you in a second, um, just in case that you are, whoever's listening is interested in learning more about that. But something else that you said really stood out, which was about your emotions affecting your eating. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yes. So what I work with in my practice is understanding that there's a direct and measurable link between significant emotional events, traumatic events, especially before the age of 18 that contribute to chronic health issues. And there's even been a study through the CDC, which like I said, super progressive for them. Like I can't even really believe that they did this years long study on this, but yeah, very direct and measurable. It's called the ACE study, A-C-E, Adverse Childhood Experiences. And there've been a lot of studies branched off of this one, but you know, there's essentially a score over four, you're more likely to experience autoimmunity. You're more likely to experience issues with your liver. Um, 
you know, cancer, alcoholism, all the things that we know kind of come with emotional stuff, not as much cancer, but like alcoholism, depression, anxiety, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. And I'm really happy to finally have a reference that most people will be like, oh, well, if they say. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know? Yeah, they see it as credible and that kind of thing. Well, because that actually reminds me of how I went back to my neurologist because I needed to get a form saying that I've been seizure free for so many years because then it decreased my life insurance premium. And I remember Mm -hmm. I went back to her and I just looked at her with such fondness because I remember trying to go through everything that I was going through, sleep studies, anxiety tests. I was going through all of this stuff with her and they couldn't figure out anything that was wrong with me and so now here I am able to like come in front of her like at least five five six years seizure free and I ended up telling her she was like wow what did you do and then I was like I lied on that anxiety test because I was so full of anxiety and I was so embarrassed you know what I mean for my anxiety was so high I was in that constant you know, flight or flight mode, you know, that I was like, I, I don't know, I feel like almost like a nervous breakdown, if you will. But then I told her about like my food, the mindset, getting my emotions, you know, really working on myself, meditating, all those kinds of things, like really just like cracking myself open. It was such a great, I, it was such a great feeling going back. And, you know, even though I'm not perfect yet, you know what I mean? I still have a lot of healing to go. And I think the talking to you, it makes sense because um, I, like many of our listeners too, have gone through a lot of like challenges, a lot of even traumas, if you will, you know what I mean? Especially like growing up and myself included. And so it's kind of funny that you say, okay, you're more prone to have, you know, autoimmune disease, you know, like when I was diagnosed with Crohn's and that kind of stuff. So you know, you already gave us a couple of tips too to try and figure out, okay, about our emotional state and for food. But is there anything else that we should look into? Um, like, what do you provide that can like help us? Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked because really my next point was going to be that, and just to kind of finish my story a little bit, just because it oh. fits in really well here. Um, yeah. No. And I was just kind of waiting to kind of get into this when we got into this next point. But so after that, after I discovered the issues with gluten and I had this big win, you know, of like, wow, I don't feel as bad as I used to. I can eat sugar again and not have this like high and then low where I pass out and have a seizure. And yeah, I was seizure free for probably about a year. And I was just like, it's not coming back. Like, I know it's not coming back because I don't feel that way anymore. And so I considered that my lifelong win, you know, I was like, I don't know anyone who this has happened to before. Like this must just be like it for me. So that was really my mistake, you know, was stopping there because I still didn't feel great. I was still kind of anemic. I still had like low muscle mass, you know, it's just like, I wasn't like vital. I just wasn't feeling like shit. So, you know, my biggest mistake was not finding someone to work with after that. Like I, and I feel like this is, and I know why it is, you know, like why it feels like people need to go it on their own with their health because there are just so few practitioners that are really there for people. Like people 
generally go to Western medicine first where they just find, and I hear this from my clients all the time. They're like, I've been to so many doctors and they just want to give me pills. They don't seem to care. You know, it can be difficult to find the right practitioner. So I really feel for that. And that's where I was at too. At that point, doctors that only seem to excel in the gaslighting department for me. So mm-hmm. I thought that if I was going to work with my health, it had to be on my own. But really, you know, my mistake there was not trying to go the full way and not even knowing that that was possible. So, you know, so a few years later, I started experiencing some issues that came up because of all the damage that happened to my gut during the issues with gluten. And so I was back in school, I was stressed. And so I, all this gastrointestinal stuff started coming up and I developed allergies to 30 different things. So I couldn't, I couldn't eat food chicken and greens that was it no spices no oils no tomatoes eggplants potatoes peppers uh no corn obviously no gluten no dairy it was just like absolutely nothing couldn't eat anywhere <laughs> like other than like something that i had made so i was in school oh. at the time and i was like having to thinking about withdrawing because i'm just like i can't like eat when I'm at school like I can't you know it's just half of my day is cooking (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so I I was actually very determined at that point in my life I was much more pitta (laughs) very I'm very fiery I'm an Aries but I was just like this does not make sense for a human like there has to be something you know like like this doesn't it makes sense to me that everything that we need should be in our body and that we're not broken you know, mm-hmm. like if we can get this bad, we can get better. I don't know. That's how I work. So I tried a bunch of different things. I tried the GAPS diet, which is just so much boiling of things and bone broth and just my roommates hated me. I was boiling things all day long, like always in the kitchen. It was very difficult to maintain, I must say. It's very holistic, you know, like all the bone broth, like healing the gut, all of that. But it was taking a very long time of taking over my entire life. You know what I mean? And I also went to an allergist, gastroenterologist, and they were just like, that sucks. Pay your copay on the way out and try, you know, good luck. It might clear itself up sometime in the future. (laughs) I was just like, just the the empathy there, you know? I left my gastroenterologist. Yeah. I left out office one day and I was like bowled over in pain, crying my eyes. I was in so much pain. I couldn't even walk. And they were just just like, like, well, bye. And I'm like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I experienced it too. Actually, even the nurse was so funny. It's like, she was trying so hard to be compassionate, but she was just like rubbing it in. (laughs) Wow. Cause I was, she's like, oh, you're gluten-free. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, and you can't have almonds. Oh my God. So many gluten-free things are made with almonds. That must <laughs> suck. And I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, oh, you can't have coconut. There's a lot of gluten. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so funny. I was like, I think we all need some help on our bedside manner here. Like for sure yeah so I ultimately I found a holistic practitioner is where I'm going with this and pretty much in an hour and a half she explained to me every issue that I'd ever had in my entire life when I'd been asking doctors the same questions for 12 years 
And it all made sense. It was just all there in front of me with this one person so quickly and easily. And I was like, wow. So we worked together for four months at a totally new body. I was suddenly like the healthiest person in the room as opposed to the most wow. like, sickly and gray and emaciated and whatever. And I could eat all of those foods again, except for gluten. Wow. So, and yeah. This was what kind of doctor? She was an, a naturopath, trained as a naturopath. She also practiced a modality called NAAT, which is an allergy reversal technique, which you can absolutely do. It exists. Most people don't know that you can very strategically reverse food allergies. Wow. Um, autoimmune ones are a little bit different possible takes a very long time um i recommend just avoiding things that are autoimmune but but you know it's pretty easy to avoid gluten nowadays mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah it was absolutely life-changing and by the time i was finished with it i'm like okay how do i do this like i feel like more people need to know about this and so i essentially became the person that i needed when i was really struggling but my point there is go all the way and you don't need to do it by yourself. There are many very able practitioners. We just need to be a little bit more open to going outside the usual scope of Western medicine practitioners. Whole body is absolutely the way to go. I mean, Western medicine is, this is how I think about them now. And this is how I recommend thinking about them for others as well. I do not damn Western medicine. I just think it has its place. They mm -hmm. are amazing for acute issues and emergency issues. Like if you get in an accident, please do not come to me. I have yes. literally nothing to help you except for with the healing process afterward. Like, yes, accidents, surgeries, meningitis, please go to a hospital, a Western medicine doctor. They are absolutely the most equipped to deal with anything acute like that. Anything chronic is just not in the real house. It just isn't. Like essentially their remedy is cutting things out or altering things chemically instead of wondering where it came from or why this chemistry is off. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, a good example is brain chemistry, where in the Western medicine model, you're depressed, so we give you serotonin, or we give you an SSRI. In what I do, in a whole body approach, it's like, why is the serotonin low? Yes. Are you just broken? You just don't make enough serotonin? No. There's a reason. Where does serotonin come from? We make a lot of our serotonin in our gut. Yes. If our microbiome is balanced and we have the amounts of good bacteria that we need, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's even like out in the world, you know, like it's like macro microcosm things, like just thinking about the effect of things. Like, what was I thinking about today? Like styrofoam things <laughs> like yes. containers or whatever yes like mm -hmm. the they were made because we needed something that didn't like leak fluids in like the 50s or something don't quote me on the time frame but we didn't quite think about the 
okay, so this stuff never breaks down. Where is it going to go? You know, and so that kind of is a similar framework in Western medicine. Like, it seems like a good idea to take an antibiotic when we have an infection. And it depends on how serious the infection is, but no one ever stopped to think of what would happen if we were just killing off all our bacteria. Yes. <laughs> I think that's how most people get healed too, is because like every time I went to the doctors, they were just throwing darts at the wall. You know what I mean? They were just spinning around, like throwing darts. That's what it seemed. And I always wanted to be like, why, why, why? Why is this happening? Why did all of a sudden I start having seizures? You know, we don't know. No one will ever know. There's absolutely no, no way every- to know. That's how they answer things. Everything was always such a mystery. And I'm like, okay, no, like something else has to give. But if someone is searching for like a naturopath, because for instance, I found one and I finally decided to like invest and I went to him and it was, it was really great. Like, I feel like he was eye to eye with me the whole entire time with, you know, working as a body as a whole, you know what I mean? You know, um, working even Being more. a detective. Yes, exactly. I really did like it. But then he dropped a bombshell on me at the end and it caused me so much turmoil. So for my diet, because I'm not as knowledgeable as you, right? I am just more of a vegan, right? As that's where I tend to go, right? And he said during this time that I should go on keto. And so keto is known as like the meat diet and that kind of stuff. He says that I needed to go on meat because vegans are really unhealthy. And I could see what he was saying. I could see both sides. But when I left that that session, I was in such turmoil because I was like, wait, no, like I can't eat. I can't just, you know, eat a steak. Like this is not me. And then my whole diet went off of the rails, you know what I mean? Cause I was an emotional mess. And then I think I had pizza that night. It might've had meat on it. I don't care. And I haven't been the same since because I am like, oh my gosh, is keto the answer? So what is like your take on something like that? How do you work with someone? Yeah. So how do you find the right person for you? The original question. And then how do you make sure you're a good fit? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. And then what is your stance on, you know, just telling someone to try a certain diet? So we'll start there. So with that, I think there always needs to be respect to people's model of the world. And if we're asking someone to do something outside of what they believe in morally, I think it's something that we need to approach a little bit gently like read the room a little bit I know that some practitioners have been just doing this so long that they're just like all right we just gotta like speed this up a little bit you know like being I think being direct really has its place especially in wellness like I know that my mentor super direct and she has absolutely no problem just being like okay but are you gonna stop doing the thing that's hurting you or not (laughs) yes and I have a lot of respect for that you know, I think that it is important for people to listen to you. I think it's also important for people to call you on your shit. But I think that if people don't know that it's not okay for them, I think there needs to be a little bit of explanation and especially some background. So I don't know why your practitioner recommended that to you. I know that sometimes if people have low numbers in certain areas, like 
creatinine or iron, or it just seems like they're becoming depleted. I do tell people, and this is how one of my really good friends functioned when I, I used to live in Virginia, Charlottesville actually, but she was my best friend. I was living over there that. and they just had, yeah. And they just had such good access to fresh food. Like everything was grown within like 20 miles of there and it was all organic. And they had such amazing farms that were just farm to table, pasture raised, stuff like that. Like the, everything that you bought was just like nose to tail as well. So she would, she was vegan, morally, she was vegan. And if her body, if she craved something because she was on a good diet, because she was on a diet where she could feel what her body needed, because there are certain diets where our blood sugar is all over the place. And that's when we crave things. Or if we have levels of candida, it manipulates our body to make us crave sugar and the things that'll feed it. So if we know that we have a clean gauge for what the body is wanting, which we can usually tell if we're craving blueberries and asparagus and like these very niche things, you know, our body's like, I want that mineral or I want that vitamin. So if she would crave meat, she would eat it. If she, especially the weird ones, like liver pate, whatever. We worked at a French restaurant. Um, I worked in restaurants through college. Yeah. She was like, she would eat it. She's like, my body obviously wants something. Like I respect animals. I'm never going to buy factory farm shit, but I serve other people best when I am at my highest and best. So I think it's just kind of a, a give and take there. Like it's just the natural cycle of life in that sense. Does wow. that answer oh, your question? Yes. 100% too. I don't think that I realized how, um, I'm emotionally, emotionally attached that I was, you know what I mean, to, you know, my beliefs and what I ate until afterwards. And that's when, like, I went to my husband and who, who is also vegan, he's more strict than I am. And I finally said, I was like, well, how do you feel about this? He was like, do whatever you feel is good for you. And then I had permission and that <laughs> just amazing. made it worse <laughs> because then I was like, <laughs> you know, for me, but now you made another good point too, is that you talked about blood work. Is that something that you always have done with your clients? Typically, yeah, we do functional medicine testing, which is like organic acid tests, uh, comprehensive stool analysis, the IgG test for the antibodies that test over 90 different foods. They tend to do a combination of those and then blood work as it comes up. So I have access to pretty much anything that you could get blood work done on. So I do a lot of tests for people. I mean, I tend to work with people that have issues with autoimmunity, immune system dysregulation, gut issues, skin issues, things like that. Um, Inability to lose weight when they'd like to and are trying to. So we tend to order things like blood tests, like a complete blood count. Um, I tend to order thyroid panels quite a bit. We tend to order different tests to gauge autoimmunity because sometimes if people have been having issues for a long, long time, they're undiagnosed autoimmune. In the Western model, it can take like 10 to 15 years for people to be diagnosed with autoimmune. It's so fucked up. And I think (laughs) that autoimmune is not 
a death sentence. It's not a box. It's just a range and you can move out of it with the right support. Like it's, I mean, so many people I know have done that. It I is, have. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it's mean, just a, good. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause the way that my pancreas was reacting to the gluten, my body was attacking my pancreas and then you remove the stressor and autoimmunity go, goes away. I mean, autoimmunity has roots in food triggers, pathogens like bacteria and viral triggers and then damage. So wow, essentially the body's immune system being overreactive and then attacking whatever's weakest. So we're dispelling the most shit. So, oh my gosh, it just totally makes sense. It's like so many eye-opening and aha moments that are happening because pardon me, it kind of reminds me of like, what happened afterwards, I had a, um, a borderline cancerous tumor growing on my ovary. And so they had to take out my ovary, but surprise, you know what I mean? They saw that it was cancer and they removed everything. They gave me a complete hysterectomy, left one mm. ovary though. They did a biopsy that one ovary. So it was a surprise. So I woke up with 32 staples up my stomach, but then what ended up happening was a few months later, I started having more complications and I ended up being admitted to the hospital with an NG tube. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, that's when they put a tube up your nose and down your throat and it brings up everything that's there through your nose. And it was horrible because I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I couldn't even have ice cubes in my mouth for like over a week or so in the hospital, hoping that my body reset itself because they said, if it didn't, then I was going to have to have a colostomy bag for the rest of my life. Right. It was crazy. Right. So luckily my body did adjust itself. Right. I left the hospital and I kept on having those pains where it almost felt like I was giving birth is the best way to um, explain it. It was like muscle spasms to the highest degree. And of course I reached out to my surgeon who did my hysterectomy and just like you with the doctors that are in your life, she was like, Oh, she was like, um, it's not the, nothing to do with the surgery. I don't know what to do. I can't help you. So anytime that I went to one of the doctors, they would just shut their door in my face. And then I went to a gastroenterologist and I told him he was like, it's scar tissue from your surgery. And I was like, can you please just do something, you know, and he decided to give me a colonoscopy and he was like, it's going to be nothing. It's going to be scar tissue. But when I came out, that's when he realized that it was Crohn's. And that's when he told me that I should not eat vegetables, which I can understand, you know what I mean? Raw veggies, you know, being difficult on your intestines, but it was so funny because after I got that diagnosis and I came home and I'm eating like crap, right? Because I'm like, okay, you know, a burger is not, you know, raw veggies, you know, <laughs> a wrap isn't raw veggies. It kept on happening. And I was so, now I was addicted to that medication that would stop those muscle spasms. And then that's when I kind of just started tuning in. I'm like, wow, there's something wrong here, right? My body knows how to fix itself. I need to get out of the way. And that's when I started researching. And then I seen gluten and nuts. And as soon as I removed that from my diet, my spasm stopped. And I got to go back to the doctor and be like, hey, <laughs> you said no. That's always veggies. fun isn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, because I feel like when you are, you know, feeling so bad and then you're eating so bad, it's like, you're like, wait, this can't be good. Bad plus bad doesn't equal good. <laughs> right. And it just does depend on what's going on. Right. Like if people are dealing with oxalates, which is, can be a byproduct of vitamin C for some people, they cause a lot of pain. Um, if their body can't, dispose of them correctly so for them if they do eat a lot of vegetables they feel bad they need they need something to bind the oxalates and if they had that then it would be easier but it's like it just depends on what's going on with the person oh, which is so like true. 
Yeah, like I saw a meme recently, <laughs> a quote about how, you know, doctors don't have to have all the answers. Every practitioner doesn't have to have all the answers, but they do need to be willing to look for them. Yes. And I feel like, yes, right? It's like, okay, but can we think about it a little bit more why I feel bad? Or can we think about why exactly this is happening for me? And that's where I just haven't had any luck with Western medicine. And obviously, you know, it's a broken system. It's not necessarily the people themselves. But, and so on a person to person level, there might be some doctors who are much more invested than others. But I do think it's more the tools that they've been given that yes. really limit them. But yeah, the I sign agree. of a good practitioner is that they're willing to look. Mm -hmm. And so that might answer the other question. Yes, <laughs> someone like that's I willing to listen to you and someone that's willing to look and they care how you're feeling and they want you to feel better. I think those are my four gauges. Yes. And so now getting more onto that topic, how does, like if someone wanted to reach out to you for a session, like what is the process like? Essentially, how I start with people is I'll do a quick call to start complimentary, just to make sure we're anywhere in the realm of being a good fit. Like people have come to me with environmental health issues, like mold, asbestos, stuff like that, not quite my wheelhouse. Hormones in and of themselves, not quite my wheelhouse. Like if people are just like, I have an extreme hormone imbalance, like obviously everything comes from a similar place. Like our liver is where we convert hormones. So if we're having issues with hormones, there's usually something happening. Liver congestion, which is just congestion of the colon, which just means that we need to get the gut back in line so that we can have proper bowel movements and decongest the liver and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, hormones in and of themselves, not necessarily my wheelhouse. So people were coming in with these few things, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I have some people to refer you out to. But from there, if we feel like we are a good fit, then I have like an hour long conversation with them, complimentary to make sure that we are a good fit before we move forward. And some of that is because I work with people in three month increments. I do that because it helps me focus more on my clients. Like I don't do one-off sessions because when people come to see me, they've usually been dealing with something for a while and a one-off round of supplements and meal plan suggestions just isn't gonna do what I know is possible for them. So I'm like, no, I need you to commit to yourself and to yeah. the process. And so we're gonna work together for three months if we're gonna work together. That's why I do these extensive intakes, complimentary to make sure that we're a good fit. Cause I only wanna work with people that I know that I can get a really good result for at this point in my practice. Like, yes, I love everyone that else too. can go to who's right for them and I'll try to help them find them, but. You're dedicated and then they're dedicating to you as well in a sense. And then do you, um, is it like you meet monthly or you meet weekly? Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Oh, awesome. With access to me in between. It's more of like a concierge throughout. So it is a, an hour-long session, bi-weekly, the whole time we're working together. 
and then people have unlimited access to me via via an app that I use with my clients. We can do voice memos. We can they can let me know if something's come up. They're like, oh, my symptoms are flaring up, and I don't don't know what to do. Or I'm looking at this product, and you know, I don't know if it's right for me. Or you know, what does this mean? I read this on the internet. It's like, yeah. So oh. it's a process. It's not something that healing isn't something that happens once every couple of weeks. So yes, and I feel like it really sets them up on the road to success. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if they just meet with you one time, they might feel really, really good, and then you know other things come up or you know that kind of thing. So now they're working with you so they can have long term results. Yeah, that is one thing that I hear from my clients is that. Number one, they feel like they understand their body so well after we work together that they don't feel like they could ever go back, that it could ever go back to how it was because they know how they got there. So it would be a choice if they went back there. You know what I mean? And that people tend to feel like the trajectory of their health has completely changed. Like if they were going in this direction, now they're going in this direction and they don't see how they could possibly have the same health issues that their parents had because they see how those develop and they're not going to do that. So, wow. and it's usually a little bit more detailed than like work out, don't eat saturated fats. You know what I mean? Don't yes. eat, it's much more specific than that. Like people, when you hear those things, it just goes in one ear and out the other. I feel like, you know, oh my gosh. exercise more, eat your greens, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, this is what's very specific for you. Yes. I was going to say, like if someone says, eat less, move more. I'm going to be like, what? You know, like, no, there's it's more like, to it uh, than that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if someone, if, I know, I know I want to reach out to you. This has been amazing. So where can everyone find you? You can find me at my website. It's honeydohealth.care. That's the name of my practice is honeydo health. And the dot care is important because it's not .com. <laughs> That's my website. And then from there, there's a booking link for those complimentary consultations that I mentioned before, where you can just pop on my calendar, wherever works for you. You can also find me on Instagram. It's honeydew. And then there's an X and then health. And that's me. That's where you can follow along and we do all the reels and (laughs) sharing of the wisdom and all the stuff. So all that fun stuff. And I'll definitely put the links in the show notes below. So in case you want to check it out. So thank you so much, Chelsea. This has been so much fun. I can't even tell you and so enlightening. And I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me and everyone here. Of course. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yes. And thank you everyone. Yes. (laughs) And thank you everyone for listening in and I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.